Welcome back to the CA Power Player Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Askin, today in studio for Power Player HQ Day, hanging out, talking wealth management and how to get in front of and help huge clients all the way from Wyoming to Missouri, <laughs> Sammy Hegworth. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, you're so impressive. So awesome. I got a whole ton of notes and like I'm already getting a bunch of ideas. Like I love your business and what you got going on. Um, you mentioned earlier you had like some explosive growth in your agency since like 2019, I think. Yeah, since 2019. You know, um, my whole life changed in 2019, mm. realistically. My dad died. Oh my um, gosh. So my dad had, watch me be cry now, mm. but um, my dad went to had a routine heart surgery and they told him there would be a 1% chance that he would die, and he did. Oh my and gosh. It teaches you really fast about the importance of estate planning. Yes. Um, and then six months later, my mom died. Mm. Completely unrelated, completely unexpected. My parents had not been together since I was a little kid, but they, my dad owned a large ranch who, you know, then it's, it's in the air. And my mom um, was a tax accountant for 40 years. And wow. so... It just woke me up to the importance of estate planning and wealth management and yes, and having a plan and, and executing. Absolutely. And, and doing it whether it's comfortable. Because that's, yeah. I think, why a lot of people don't, don't do estate planning is because they mm -hmm. don't know what the answers will be. But um, so that happened. And then wow. um, in 2020, I had breast cancer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I, you know, I had all of these things that made me realize how important our job is. Amen. And um, it made what I do so much easier because it, yeah. because it's so important to me, and I, I convey that. Pretty, Absolutely. Pretty readily. And it, and it, it it's um, something you can share, mm -hmm. stories you can tell. Definitely. You know, as you help others. Definitely. Yeah. No, we sell a lot of life insurance in our business, and we try to get people to buy it um, because you're going to die when you're 100 or whatever, <laughs> but you might not. And and sure. I didn't die. I'm fine, but yeah. I'm not insurable. You know, I can't buy any more life insurance right now. So, you know, wow. sometimes you you know you might not want to buy life insurance, but sometimes the company doesn't want you, and that's where I'm at. Yeah. So, I was really grateful that I was in the industry, you know, that I that I have a lot of life insurance. But at this point, because my business is expanding and my family, you know, is growing and, and all of that, I don't have enough. Mm. So I have to look into other avenues and other into wealth management and into, you know, cash value life insurance policies and things like that. Yes. In, in yes. order to grow my wealth and to, to make sure that my family would be okay if I don't come back. Yeah. So. My, um. My mom is actually, um, she had lymphoma years ago, eight years ago. It came, it, unfortunately, it came back. Ugh. And she is actually on her first round of chemo right now, today. Oh, gosh. Um, from like 7 a.m., finally started at like 11 o'clock after some pre-meds and then uh, with an IV. And then now she'll be there till 4 or 4.30. So I literally got a yeah. text a few minutes ago that, yes, she's, she's still there. But, yeah, she's, oh. uh, she's a fighter. She's strong, just like you. Right. 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 Yeah. I just remember... You know, I got diagnosed with breast cancer in my very first mammogram. 
I, mm. I just went to the doctor and said, you know, I'm getting old. Aren't I supposed to be doing this? Yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah. They, well, yeah, well, you should go in and you should do that. And then they found something the very first time. And wow. So I thought, well, it's a good thing I went. And it was a good thing I asked. Yeah. Um, those types of things. And, and I just remember being diagnosed and everybody around me was so scared and I never was scared. I was annoyed because I was like, mm. I do not have time to have breast cancer. <laughs> um, yes. So I really just was that I the first thought? It. Like, I'm so busy. What am I doing? Yes. I can't do this. That was exactly my first thought. Is I was like, <laughs> okay. oh, man, I see people that have you know in my community that have cancer, and it takes forever. I'm like, I don't have time for this. And I because I live in a small Wyoming town. I had to travel to Salt Lake and I stayed in Salt Lake and did all of my treatment there. So I was out of my office for the whole time, just working in a hotel room and things like that. And I knew that's kind of what, what the scenario was going to be. I knew I didn't want to be treated locally as I wanted to go to Huntsman, Mm -hmm. which is the best kind of cancer hospital in the country. And so that's where I went and I handled it and knocked it out and I'm good, but now I know why life insurance is important and that you get it before they don't want you. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Yep. Yeah. And now you're helping so many others plan ahead, state planning, wealth management. What Definitely. attracted you about, were you, you were doing wealth management through all this, like before? Yeah, so I've been securities licensed for a long time. Okay. I went back a few years ago and got my Series 7 and 66 and became an advisor because as I That's got- a top test too, the seven. Oh it my was, you. I was telling Celeste that I had some clients, a handful of really good clients that came to me and wanted to work with me, but that I couldn't just throw in mutual funds. I just Mm. couldn't do it. Um, And so I decided that I was going to become an advisor so I could, you know, have assets under management. And so I did my series seven in three weeks, which I don't. Shut up. I don't recommend that. So when I was like literally 21, (laughs) I printed it out. I put it in a three ring binder. It was literally this thick. Yeah, it's like 700 pages. And I was like, I think it's going to take me three years. And you did in three weeks. I'm like, how did you do that? I did it in three weeks, and I just hammered down. Actually, I thought the Series 7 was really interesting because I have that kind of nerdy finance brain. So, like, that was fun to me. When I did the 66, it was much harder because it's it's just law and it's memorization. Boring. Right. Where when you're taking your seven, you're like, oh, I, I can see where I could use this. And I know yeah. what client this would work for. And, oh, I did a case like this. You know, things like that where the 66 is just wow. straight law. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that sounds so boring for sure. Yeah, um, but you got it, which is amazing. Yep. Um, what, what is that? Like, what advice would you give to someone that's like thought about possibly adding that side of the business to their portfolio? You know, um, it, if you love it, do it. Okay. If you don't find a joint work partner, yeah, and you know, because I hear a lot that get it and then they don't keep it. But you seem to love it, and you've had it for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's not going anywhere. But I've heard a ton of people that like got it, and then they just like, oh, I didn't need it, you know. Right, right. And so I was securities licensed for a long time, but I didn't do a ton of that type of work because I didn't like the limited options that I had. Got it. So and when I became an advisor, I had all the options, and then I really could help people the way that I thought I needed to because I didn't want to just kind of help them or give them all that I had. Yeah. You know, I wanted to give them the best. So That's awesome. um, now I'm doing a lot more of it. And then I do a ton of work with other agents um, in our mm. company and kind of just around because – not everybody likes it. 
You know, True. some people like doing home and auto and like doing life insurance and there's a lot to it and there's there's it's very important and there's a lot of paperwork and a lot of T's and I's and you know, so True. so not everybody li- likes it, but I do. Yeah, um, and I'm very competitive, and it helps. <laughs> <laughs> it does help. It does help for sure. Um, you mentioned too, like you've never bought leads or never worked a lead. No, but I, you're getting in front of like some high net worth people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've never bought leads. I have a decent sized PNC book. That's right. And so um, I've learned in this industry that 75 percent of new business comes from old business in my office. Wow. So I. I do work that. And then um, I would say a third of my business comes from other agents that refer me, that work with me. That's cool. And so, yeah, I either work remotely. The ones that I can travel to, I do that because in Wyoming, people like that. Mm. That You just like drive around the state to them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'll go yeah. and I'll drive, you know, up to four or five hours say it's, and then it's go hang out for a day or out two. there too, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it can be a long drive. Yeah. Right. Nothing's close. Like I, even in my office, lots of my clients can be two hours away. Wow. Yeah. But they still come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's one of those things where the grocery store is like 45 minutes away or something or not. Yeah. Well, and I was telling you earlier that I moved closer to town and so now I'm like eight minutes from my office, but I used to be 35 minutes wow. and 35 miles. I mean, it wasn't, there's no traffic in Wyoming. So it's <laughs> <laughs> 35 True. minutes is 35 miles. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's way yeah. better. Yeah. I mean, we were in New York for, for our boot camps a couple weeks ago. And oh, yeah, yeah, it's like 3.5 miles can be 35 minutes. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, or th- three tenths and a half of a mile. It's like, that's crazy. Yeah. I know. So different. But Missouri's yeah. similar. I mean, I don't know. How's this compare so far to like Wyoming for what you're seeing? The, um, this town is quite a bit bigger than where I live. So my office yeah. is in a town of about 10,000 people. Yeah, it's about 150, yeah. Yeah, and so um, my husband's office is in a town of about 5,000 people. Okay. And then I just opened an office in a smaller town, Dubois, which is on your way to Jackson Hole, which most people are familiar with because it's big, you know right there outside of Yellowstone. Yeah. Um, so that town is about 2,000 people, I think. Okay. But it's a little resort community there. and That's cool. And it's a fun place to be. It's a fun place to hang out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is really cool. Um, what what advice would you give to an agent that's coming into the business mm-hmm. that doesn't really know what they want to specialize in yet? Ooh, go hang out with other agents. That's great. And watch them, and and see what they're doing that you like. I did a lot of that before. They recruited me to be an agent. I didn't. They came and found me. Got it. And what were you doing before? I was a stay-at-home mom for okay. a long time. Cool. So I was part owner. You know, I was married, and mm-hmm. and we had an oil field business. Got it. So I was a stay-at-home mom for eight years. But previous to that, I was in accounting and and finance and things like that. Um, because you said your mom was a ta- my mom's a tax accountant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that came easy to me. Mm-hmm. So that, which is why the series seven, a lot of that came all easy numbers, to me because yeah. all the tax questions, I'm not going to miss those. <laughs> That's good. Well, and you, you probably get a ton of tax questions yeah. too. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. So I, and I've been self-employed and in business for myself since I was 23. So I wow. kind of, the business side of the business came very easy to me. 
But before I started, I went and talked to a lot of other agents to make sure because lots of companies will promise you a lot of things, Mm -hmm. but you have to be able to pull it off and not everybody's going to be able to. And so I wanted to hear other people's stories and what they liked about different companies and what they liked about the business, what they liked to sell and why. And I definitely... There, there are parts that I like better than others of, of what I do. And I've kind of settled into the wealth management. But I have an amazing team. And so as far as awesome. some of the other property and casualty stuff, they handle all of the paperwork for me. So I get to just meet with the clients and do the fun stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I had a coach one time. He's like, you know what? He's like, I want to be Garth Brooks. He's like, I want to show up, sing, and go home. That's kind of what they let me do. It's kind of like you're the Garth Brooks of your office. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Definitely. That's I love kind that. of what they let me do. I'm not quite there yet here, but that's where I want to get to. I yeah. love that. That's uh, when cool. I say all the time that, you know, people ask me, are you ever going to leave? Are you going to retire? And I think, well, for one, I have residual income, so I'd be just crazy to leave. Yeah. But it's not like I'm digging a ditch. I used to build fence for a living when mm. I was young. When I was in my 20s, I built fence for a living. That's hard work. Like, I get to hang out with my friends all day. There's not, it's not yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, especially compared to, n- n- now the Wyoming come out, we're talking about building fences, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what they did. Did you grow up on a, like a farm or a ranch? I grew up or? on a pretty big ranch in north central Washington, right up on the Canadian border. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Taught you hard work? I learned, I did learn to work. <laughs> yeah. That's what I learned that's from what, That's what a lot of young dad. people need. Mm-hmm. And the, if you're going to be self-employed, it's really important. Talk about that first, because there's a lot of people that are like, okay, because we get a lot of people that follow the channel, and I, I saw someone recently that one was like, Chick Fil A, DoorDash, Uber, Post Office, um, Best Buy. Like we get all these different people in different mm-hmm. places, you know. But they're giving the industry a look, and then they find us, and then they start hearing about, oh wow, okay. Um, talk about being like an employee versus actually being self-employed. So. Uh, to me, it's the greatest thing. I don't think I would be the worst employee ever, for one. <laughs> I, would. I, I would too. <laughs> I would be the worst employee ever because of the way I work. I will hammer down and, you know, have a $50,000 a week or a $50,000 day. Um, yeah. And then go to my kid's football game and wrestling tournament for a full weekend and take Thursday and Friday off and do things like that. So freedom of your own time is one of my favorite things about this business but it's what will take you out too it will um you can abuse it yeah yeah um i've because i built fence for a living you know and and did other things too but i like any kind of career where the harder you work the more money you make i'm totally down for that so because i'm willing to work yeah and then when when you add residual income to this career it's just kind of a no-brainer because you can continually grow it. Um, you can. But that's the main difference is you're responsible for everything, good and bad. It's on you. You can't blame it on anyone else. You can't blame it on your boss. You know. True. You, you're it. You are and, it. And you're the, you're the end of the road for upset clients or upset employees or any of those types Amen. of things. So yeah. I just well, tried to build a really good team. So when so. I'm gone, I don't worry about it right now. Yeah. Sounds like you got one. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's not easy to find, but when you do, it's like... It good, took me a long time. You can take care of them, yeah. It took me a long time, and me too. you have to pay for them. Amen to that. But... A lot of people are cheap, too. Yeah, so they don't want to do that, yeah. Right. They don't want to do that, but... 
I've been a, in a position since 2019. It was kind of when I started growing like that where I had to hire before I was ready every mm-hmm. single time. And it's a little rough, <laughs> but it's paid off. Yeah. Because if I had waited, I mean, then you just get buried. So I hired mm. my next person before I could really afford them very easily. But yeah. they take great care of my clients, and that's the number one thing to me, is I don't want to be behind. 100%. Um, when you talk about, like, estate planning and wealth management, what's some of the key – what's some of your, like, favorite key questions to ask when you're, like, working with and doing some fact-finding? What do you want? I mean, I want to know what that's they want to do. I want to know what their goals are, what they like to do, what they think they want their plan, you know, to be when Mm. they might want to retire. What do you want to do in retirement? Um, I just really get to know them because then I can oftentimes give them options that they've never heard of or never thought about things like that, different ways to get there. Um, I love that because it also makes it so human, you know, like you're just like, let's just hang out, have a conversation, see what you want, see how we can help. Instead of like, it's so being so like robotic or yeah. boring or, prof- you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can still be professional and still be like, hey, why are you here? What do you want? You know, right. I think that's great. I do want to get to, I do want to really get to know them because um, I work with a lot of people and basically I'm on their team because it's yeah. good for both of us when you're winning. So we're all winning if you're winning and you're making money and you're, you know, making big strides towards your goals, whatever it is, whether it's retirement or, you know, starting your own business or buying a ranch or a farm or buying a classic car, you know, whatever it is. True. Now we're talking. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you have any classic cars? No, but I, I do want one. Um, I have a little, little, little Porsche Taycan out here. Nice. Um, but yeah, I've always wanted um, like one of those old challengers. Like I've had a couple new, new the new challengers years ago and I'm like, I would love that classic car yeah mm-hmm. pretty cool do you uh yeah uh, I, you, you kind of lit up and you, then you asked me i was like okay <laughs> yeah so i've i had this old kind of beater 1972 chevy years ago sold it was sad that i sold it mm. my husband was doing an annual review for one of his property and casualty clients last year and happened to see that pull up on a page that this guy, this man had this 1972 Chevy, and he asked him. He said, "Do you think you might want to sell that?" And he said, "Well, yeah, I'd sell it. It had been in a barn for 20 years, covered up. So I bought this 1972 Chevy. I've only ever gone to one car show ever. I wow. won the car show. <laughs> oh my god, pristine. It's got the old AM radio. Did you have in to there. like do a bunch of restoration or no? No, it's original. It's got wow. the original seats." They have repainted it okay. to the same color, um, but it's all original. It's beautiful. <laughs> That's so awesome. I can tell you light up. That's yeah. so cool. It's my daily driver. Most Seriously. of the time in the summer, I drive it to work. Oh, my gosh. Is yeah. it a hard top convertible? It's hard top. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. I love yep. that. It's a three-quarter awesome. ton four-wheel drive. It's got a winch on the front of it, which all my old ranchers love that. It's hilarious. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. I love it. This yeah. has been a lot of fun. Yeah, you've you. been so easy to interview. Oh, awesome. Um, if our audience wants to follow you, get in touch, etc., where should we send them? SammyHegward.com. I love that. S A M M I H E G W E R. Yep. Dot com. That's it. Even easier. I love that it's your name.com. That's perfect. Well, thank you okay. for coming all the way from Wyoming, to spend time in Missouri, yes. and for being on the podcast. 
Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Okay, thank you guys for hanging out and listening to Sammy Hegwer and myself. We appreciate you hanging out with us. <laughs> Go follow her and check her out at sammyhegwer.com. And we'll see you in the next episode of the Power Player Podcast. <laughs> 